I definitely think deleting it, you know, it's helpful for multiple of reasons, but if you haven't before, it'll be really efficient in showing you how like, how like addicted you are, you know, how plugged in and how much you're, it's like controlling your life because you're not even thinking about it. You're just grabbing and checking. And so when you can't check, it just, it really starts to open open that up for you and you can be like, oh, maybe this is a habit I want to switch up a little, you know? Hey friends, welcome back to another episode of The Perfect Podcast. I'm your host, Lauren, and I have no idea what I'm doing, but no one really does. So let's talk about it. I am a published author, blogger, and podcast host, and my content explores the intersection of mental health and social media use. And who better to ask about that than the people who need to be online? Every Friday, I speak to influential content creators like authors, entrepreneurs, influencers, bloggers, actresses, coaches, podcasters, and I ask them how they manage a healthy relationship with social media. How do they balance showing up here and doing their work while maintaining a healthy mental state? The Perfect Podcast is a filter-free zone, so we get into all of it. We find out all about the parts of our guest lives that don't make it online. And by the end of it, it feels like you just made a new best friend. We have so much to learn from each other. And my goal for this show is to prove to you that you are not alone. Here's what happens when people stop using filters and start getting real. Let's do it. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of The Perfect Podcast. I'm your host, Lauren. This week has been quite a whirlwind. The book officially launched on Tuesday, and I am overflowing with gratitude for all the love and support it has already received. On Tuesday, I got to fulfill a childhood dream of mine, sitting in one of my favorite local bookstores to sign stacks of my own book. I used to walk around that same bookstore, Books and Books in Miami, and dream of the day I would see my name on the shelves. I would tuck myself away in the corners with piles of books all around me, holding them all in my hands, reading their descriptions, flipping through the pages. I have a very romantic and intimate relationship with books, obviously, but to be able to sit in that same bookstore with stacks of my own book piled in front of me, getting to sign each one and write, thank you, thank you, thank you. It was almost meditative. It was like a physical expression of my immense gratitude. It was a dream come true. The book may be out, but my effort to spread the word about it is just beginning. As always, I will need all of your support to get these words out into the world and in front of the people who need them. All the links are down below, but you can check my website to pre-order your own copy if you haven't already. You can also buy copies for friends, tell everyone who will listen about it, share it on social media, and make sure to tag me so I can see it and say thank you. If you're reading it now, first of all, thank you a million times. Secondly, I'd love to know what you think of it so far. If any parts stand out, you can highlight them and share them on social media. And the biggest, most important way that you can help me right now, now that it's been released, is to leave a five-star review on Amazon. The link is down in the show notes, but just hit those five stars, write a few kind words about the book, even if you haven't finished it yet. Every single review makes a huge impact on how the book is ranked on Amazon. You can also leave the same review on Barnes & Noble and Goodreads. You can just copy and paste the same one across all three platforms if you want. So that's the book news. Thank you again for all the love and support. 
Now on to today's episode. Today we are speaking to Tara Joy. Tara is a bright and brilliant soul who I found on TikTok. She has so much impactful insight and generously shares it all throughout her online content. I have learned so much from her and I can't wait to share this episode with you. Tara is an intuitive healer who is fascinated by the human experience and how to make the most of it. Her TikTok at the Sage Soul is rapidly growing. She's deeply passionate about all things relating to healing, soul wisdom, personal development, ego transcendence into higher consciousness, rewiring the subconscious, meditation and awareness, emotional intelligence, escaping the matrix, and self-love. We touch on all of this and more in today's episode, and I know everyone listening will walk away from this conversation with a lot to think about. Remember, if you enjoy what you hear from Tara today, make sure to let us know as a review for the show. You can scroll down in your podcast, hit those five stars, and let us know what you think. You can also share the show directly with friends through text or social media. Links to connect and learn more from Tara are down in the show notes. You'll also find all the links to connect with me and to support the book. And just in case we have any new friends listening today, I wanted to let you know what exactly the book is about. It's called BRB a memoir about coming of age in the digital age, and it explores the intersection of mental health and social media. I share my experience growing up as a millennial and how the advent of social media has impacted our generation's mental health and adult lives and what we can do now to fix it. I hope you check it out. I am an indie author and have self-published the book, so every single bit of support means the whole world to me. Thanks again for being here. I am sending you all so much love and gratitude. And now I'd like to introduce you to Tara. Enjoy. Thank you so much for doing this. It's so nice to meet you. Yeah, it's nice to meet you too. You're very welcome. I've never been on a podcast or (laughs) anything like that. So we'll see how it goes. (laughs) I I hope that it's a good first first podcast. Your first of many. Yeah. Yeah, I found you on TikTok. And I think I've been saying that to like almost every guest lately because I, <laughs> I just fall in love with people on TikTok. I feel like it's such a better medium to really like gauge someone's personality and like who they are and stuff like that than it is on like Instagram or other other social media. But I, your content resonated with me so much. And like every time I see you show up on my newsfeed, I get so like inspired and motivated to like get reflective and take better care of myself. And I was like, I just want to learn more from her and I want more people to hear from her. So I was so grateful that you said yes to come on the show. Yeah, well, thank you. I'm happy you invited me here and um, I appreciate all those kind words. Oh, good. Um, so the way that I like to kind of run the show is I have guests introduce themselves and let us know for anybody who's like hearing from you for the first time, you can let us know who you are and what you're currently doing, what you're up to now. And then we can kind of just flow from there. It's more just like a conversation than anything. Yeah. Okay. So (laughs) my name is Tara and um, I have an account on TikTok. It's um, at the Sage Soul. And honestly, like it, it, it blew up. Um, unintentionally, I was never striving to be like a social media star. (laughs) Um, And so it's definitely been an interesting journey. Um, But you know, the TikTok is just all about, you know, it's kind of a wide range of things, because I just want people to, like, 
have tools and awareness to better themselves. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I, I'm very interested in mental health, but I'm also interested in spirituality and I'm interested in, you know, trauma healing. Like, um, so a whole mix of all of it is really what I try and do. I've just, I've, I've been through so much in like my own journey of healing and spirituality and like, you know, I started this journey because I wanted to quote, fix my brain. Mm -hmm. And so I've learned a lot of things along the way. And I just, I'm very grateful to be able to share them with um, such a large platform, you know? Yeah, I think you do a really good job at that. And I think that TikTok has been like the first platform I've seen that offers space for us to do that. I feel like you can talk about all those different things and as much conversation as there is about like niching yourself and like staying in a certain lane, like people on TikTok don't give a fuck. And they're just like, we're going to talk about whatever we want and everyone's (laughs) there for it. And I love it. I just love how everyone's kind of taking ownership of that platform. And so you're saying, you know, you're super interested in mental health. You're super interested in spirituality. And I really want to talk to you about both of those things. And of course they kind of like intersect for sure. Um, But I'm wondering like where you got started with spirituality, like what maybe sparked your interest? Has it always been something that's been like a part of your life or did you kind of like hit a point and you're like, I need something? Yeah, God, no. So I, there, it wasn't necessarily a point where I decided I, I needed something. It was actually, um, you know, what, what I would now call like some weird, you know, divine intervention, synchronicity, um, I was, I was going to go to grad school in fall of 2019. I was going for a master's in um, comparative politics and it was the summer before, you know, I was going straight out of my bachelor's and I was really anxious. I was just, you know, I saw all my friends who had graduated, they were done with school and I was going back into like what was going to be like two of the hardest years of my life, you know? And, um, so that's just some background. And I, I was at work one day, I'm I'm a waitress in San Diego Hmm. and I was venting to coworkers because it was getting really close to like grad school starting. And so I was just like telling them like, I'm really freaked out about going like this is a lot for me. And two different people, like one was at the beginning of the shift and one was at the end of the shift eight hours later. And they both told me like verbatim, that I needed to get down on my hands and knees and talk to the universe. <laughs> and, you know, when the first guy said it, I was kind of like, okay, okay. You know, <laughs> I come from an atheist background, so oh. I did not believe in any higher power, anything outside of me. I thought we had one life, no soul, you know, mm. no God, no heaven, no help, nothing. So, you know, the first guy, I was just kind of brushed it off. Um, and then when the, when the second person told me it, like at the end of the shift, like I got chills everywhere. And I was like, that's freaking weird. <laughs> like that's just, that, it was just weird. You know, it, it went beyond like what a normal coincidence is. Like no one's ever told me anything like that in my life. And I hear it two times in one day. <laughs> and so um, I, you know, that's really what kind of, I will always remember like that day. Cause it really just kind of sparked something for me. Like I was like, that's weird. And like, maybe I should be paying attention to something along those lines. And then, you know, about two weeks later, I went to grad school. I started going and I just had like this moment about, yeah, like two to three weeks in of just like really, really intense intuition. And like, I, you know, 
I was all clouded in the head. Like I was not in tune with myself or my intuition one bit, but it, it literally sounded like a voice like came through my head that like that night and was like, like, you know what you need to do. Mm. And I just, I ended up dropping out of grad school. Um, and that was, you know, I was, you know, 4.0 striving perfectionist, all of my worth came from the praise I got from doing good in school. I, the whole reason I was excited to get a master's was so I could like wear the title of someone (laughs) that had a master's at 23, you know, like Mm. I was really excited for that and to be put on that very straight shot life path. Um, and so dropping out of grad school was really, really hard for me. But the moment I did like, you know, it's not that I think the universe rewards or punishes, but I do, it, it felt like I got kind of like rewarded for following my intuition because things just really started aligning for me and like opening up in so many like crazy, beautiful ways, you know? And I just started having really weird experiences, like strangers coming up to me and telling me like they had a message from the universe. And it was like, exact, like they were exact things that like resonated with me at that exact point in time. And I just, you know, like it was, it started to get to the point where there was just too many weird things happening where I was like, something, something's going on up here and I want to get involved with it. And then I just got, um, really, really lightly into spiritual journey until I started going into my trauma healing. And then everything just kind of came together. And that's why now I have this kind of very wide integrated approach of like, you know, it's not just spirituality and it's not just focusing on your brain and your trauma. It's a, it's a very big intersection of all of that. Um, it's like how you can get the most out of like trying to become that best version of yourself, you know? Oh my goodness. I, I'm so glad that you share this. I love doing this show, man, because I know so many people that are going to hear this, like feel the same way. Like so many people can relate to that story and like being the striver and the perfectionist and like, especially somebody who, like you said, came from an atheist background. Like you don't have, like, for example, I came from a background that my mom was always talking about intuition and like spirits and like all sorts of stuff. So like, I was kind of like primed for that my whole life. But like for somebody who wasn't and just suddenly started getting all these hits and these downloads and started paying attention, like I'm sure a lot of people can resonate with that and be like, oh, maybe I should start listening to that voice <laughs> that I'm hearing because yeah. it's super there for everyone. That's, that's yeah. so cool. Yeah. And I would love for you to talk to us more about what trauma healing looks like. I've been getting interested in it myself because of TikTok and it's like they talk about it there a lot but yeah yeah, like that like as somebody who's been in the mental health space for a while I've you know been in therapy for like a decade now like trauma hasn't come up like like in my in my time learning about my anxiety and my depression and my childhood like my therapists don't and I've gone to like seven different ones at this point over the past 10 years like trauma hasn't been the center and I haven't really gotten to dig into it and I'm super curious about it now, but I don't know where to start. So yeah. you want to talk about that a bit. Oh gosh. Okay. <laughs> it's going to be a long answer. Go for um, it. That's okay. okay. So, you know, like you said, there's the, there's the realm of like what is normal to dive into your trauma, right? Therapy. And there's different kinds of therapy. Um, some are way more effective than others for like digging into your past and changing, um, you know, your kind of behavior and your thoughts and being able to understand where they kind of come from um, versus like a very kind of normal just talk therapy, you know. Um, But, you know, 
outside, and this is what was crazy to me, was outside of the realm of therapy, there's so many things, like so many different healing modalities that you can tap into. Mm-hmm. And so I think really like the best thing you can do is kind of a combination of different healing modalities with a therapist, but it has to be a good therapist. You know, in, in, on my TikTok, like there's a link in my bio and I wrote up this like 12 page document about healing and just like giving free information and resources on it. And I wrote in it, like, if you've been going to like therapists and nothing is like really improving or like, you're not feeling like substantial shifts in your life. Like I personally, right. I can't just speak across the board, but I personally feel like that therapist is taking your money. Right. I feel like if they really cared about, um, really helping you improve and like, just, you know, come to a complete understanding of yourself and your life and your past. And, you know, they would give you like awareness and tools that would be life changing. Mm -hmm. And so for it to just be like, Oh, see you next week. Oh, see you next week. Oh, you know, on repeat to me seems like someone just trying to fill their pocket. Um, and like I said, I can't just speak like across the board, that's the situation, but I have noticed that a lot, you know, and people have commented crazy things, crazy things on my TikTok. Like this video helped me more than like a year of therapy, you know? Mm -hmm. And that definitely is one of the things TikTok is amazing for across the board. But in my personal experience, so I actually, I started like dabbling into sound healing. I don't know if you know what that is. Um, you can talk about it's that. like, yeah, it's like, so sound therapy, um, you know, kind of like ASMR, but more so in the spiritual realm, like specifically there's like healing frequencies. Okay. And like binaural beats? Similar. Okay. Yes. Very similar to like isochronic tones and binaural beats. Um, there's healing frequencies. And the first time I don't even remember like how I found them, but the first time I put healing frequencies in. Um, you know, noise canceling headphones. I sat there and I took a couple deep breaths. It was like, it was like something just opened up and I just started bawling my eyes out. And like, I felt all this energy like running through me. And at the time, like I wasn't super into spirituality, you know, this is when I was in my very light phase of it. And I remember just being like, what is this magic? Like, cause you know, once you get the energy, the emotions out, you feel a million times lighter. And, um, you know, so I still, to this day, like I consistently use frequencies. Another example is like, you know, the crystal bowls, Tibetan Mm. bowls, um, anything that produces like a certain frequency that resonates with you, it'll really, and that's what, you know, I think modern day science is so behind on like the idea that we have an energy body and that pain and trauma is stored in the energy body as well as your physical one and so tapping into modalities right that help you kind of access your energy body that we're as a human race very closed off from that's why you know that first night that I did it like you know since then I've I haven't had an experience that strong because it was the very first time and it, it literally just felt like I was cracked open and I was able to pour out and it was a an amazing experience you know and that's just and I get, you know, um, different feelings from kind of Tibetan bowl sessions versus frequencies and versus some binaural beats. Like they're all a little different. So finding what resonates with you is, um, yeah, it's the way to go about it. And you know, they're free. They're all right. 
YouTube and um, Spotify. I prefer YouTube's, but um, the fact that they're like such an accessible tool right there for you is it's amazing, you know, so I would really recommend looking into it. And obviously, right, there's so many different healing modalities that like sound therapy is just one. And it's really going to work with people who are, you know, more acoustic and take well to that. Um, but let's see, you know, there's, I'm sure you've heard of shadow work. Yes. Um, and I want to figure it out. <laughs> yeah. So shadow yeah. work is very popular. Um, I have I have been, <laughs> I've been through it with shadow work um, <laughs> because what you can actually end up doing is like, you can start hyper fixating on your shadows mm. and then it starts creating more of an issue than helping you. Mm. And I was definitely in that phase for a while. And it's because, right, like when you think of shadow work, like what it really is, is like reflective props, right? That allow you to understand, like one of the first prompts that like it really, it really opened me up was like, what is the story of your first heartbreak? Like, mm. like not like romantic, but the, like when your childlike innocence was shattered Ooh. and like, you know, what, what was that story for you? Or was it like, you know, accumulation of stories and like, suddenly you were just an unhappy human in this world like tell us your story and then you know telling that story I again I was like breaking down like these are things I had never you know dove in deep into and so I was like shadow work is like it's the key you know it's where it all lies and so I was just like digging and digging and digging and digging and we have so many shadows right <laughs> we have so so much pain so many things that have like gone wrong and so many stories we've taken away from our experiences and so to just like go on this kind of um like mission to understand them all it's really like it's almost like an illusion because you think at some point you're gonna find and fix all your shadows and gonna be this happy perfect version and that's never gonna happen you know it's more so coming to accept yourself with your shadows, with your light, you know, all of it intertwined, like, and obviously, like, we need to um, do the work of looking into those painful, you know, parts that we don't, we don't normally look at, right, and it ends up fueling a lot of our behavior and our perspective on this world, but um, I just, you know, since people are going to be listening to this, I <laughs> want to give a forewarning of, like, don't, right, don't do a prompt a day, don't right. make, all of your days about like trying to find your shadows because it just yeah. it, it it really perpetuates this idea that like you are just this broken project and you need so much fixing and then you're not really coming at healing from a place of like I want to love myself it's like I want to fix myself so I can love myself and that's just Ooh. yeah that mentality will like it'll really It'll really disturb the process and you'll be like, I'm looking at my past. Why am I not getting better? And it's this, it's this oh big like, trap you get caught in almost, you know? So yeah, I saw you do a TikTok that about that, about how like your introspection was like becoming a detriment because you were just like <laughs> digging so much. And that is the struggle of the perfectionist of the overachiever of the straight A student of the gifted and talented kid like that's our struggle is that we 
are just like, it's the same way as like when I go to therapy and I'm like, oh, I hope I did a good job in therapy today. Like, you know, like that's, that's just how our brain is sometimes. So like, I find myself doing that all the time with introspective work. I'm like, this is my work. This is my homework. I need to do a good job. I need to do all the prompts once a day. And that's such a good point to make. Like it's not homework. It's just feeling what you, doing what you feel called to do each day, just being intentional about it, paying attention to like what your energetic body is asking for each day. That's that's the work I think is tuning in. That's the heart. That's the thing that I think we need to focus on. Um, When I was reaching out to you to come on the show, you had, it took a while to hear back because you had mentioned you were on a social media break. So I wanted to talk to you about that because that's something I obviously love to talk about here. And I'm wondering if that's something you do often. How do you feel like when you need to take one and, and what does it look like for you when you do and stuff like that? Yeah. So I have a very complicated relationship with social media. (laughs) Um, Let me preface this by saying that I got completely off social media for a year. Um, And it changed my relationship with myself, with my friends, with the world, with, you know, online, like it completely, it completely like awakened me, but this is way before I was on a spiritual journey. Mm. So, you know, I call it, I call it like the matrix awakening because I really like woke up to how much everyone is plugged in. Right. And like, you can see it when you're not. And it's a really drastic experience considering I have a very addictive personality, right? So my phone has been my best friend my whole life Mm. and going through that year. And I want to clarify, like, I didn't do that for fun. I did that because I got broken up with and I knew that I would like be very unhealthy and obsess over my ex. And I just, I couldn't do it. Right. I was supposed to go to Europe that summer. I was supposed to have a fun summer and like, I knew that if I had social media, I would just be obsessed with like looking at his stuff. And I was like, that's it, right? Like, I'm not going to do this. And I wanted for a while to get off social media, but I just, I just, I was too addicted. I couldn't. And so I needed the push of like him breaking up with me. And, you know, in hindsight, I'm so grateful that that happened because it, it really changed my life. So I, you know, I had um, Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat, Facebook, and um, I don't, TikTok wasn't really a thing at that time. This this was years ago. Um, And a year later, I eventually, I got back on Instagram because I was like, okay, I'm feeling a little weird in the world now, you know, (laughs) like without any social, I'm a very extroverted person. So after a while, I was like, I want to know what like some high school friends are up to that, you know, I don't like normally text, but I would like to see like, I don't know, I wanted to get kind of back in contact with people without just being mindlessly absorbed in social media. So I got, I never got back on Twitter or Snapchat and I absolutely never will. Twitter is a dangerous place for me. (laughs) And especially I'm a comment reader. So I will just read a thread of like a bunch of people's like, opinions for no reason yeah yeah literally no reason I still do the same thing on Instagram so I got back on Instagram and then um I actually stopped myself from downloading TikTok like it was starting to get popular and I was like no because (laughs) at that point like I was not I was not that into Instagram right the reason I picked that as my one was because it was my least favorite and so I was like I'm gonna be you know, not as inclined to go on this app as I would if I downloaded the other two. And I knew 
I knew because of what everyone was saying about TikTok that like that would be dangerous. And then one day, like I just, I just decided I was going to do it after, you know, <laughs> hanging out with a friend and we like scrolled through videos. I was like, this is way too fun. Like I want to, I want to get involved in this. Um, and so I was on TikTok for probably like a couple months before I started posting. Mm. Um, and I just, I just wanted to give all that background so that people know that I didn't, you know, I'm not just like kind of like the normal human that's like got social media and it's just had it their whole yeah. I really had that break. And so it really changed my relationship with it. So now I can feel, I can literally feel it in my body when I've done too much. Mm-hmm. It feels like, um, a couple things. It feels like I've been overstimulated. I start to have really intense, like feelings of inferiority because once I've scrolled enough, I've seen enough people and I've compared myself to enough, sli- like enough lives, you know, yeah. that like, I start to feel like crap about myself and I'll be fine. Right. I'll be fine. And then I'll sit down on my couch and be like, let me look at Instagram. And then 45 minutes goes by and I put my phone down and I feel unsatisfied with life. Yeah. And that's when I recognize like, Oh, it's not that I'm actually unsatisfied with life. I just, I just did the thing, right? I just over scrolled and I, I sent myself into that mental place of like not feeling that great. And so when I don't feel that great is what I'm like, okay, I need to get off. Um, and I'm just, you know, I'm a normal human with compulsive habits. And, um, so there are times like I can, you know, I can go like two weeks with the apps on my phone, barely going on them, going on 30 minutes, getting off, you know, it's not an issue. Other weeks I'm like, I'm back to like my addict mode, you know? And so like, I'll be on like three days, like really intensely, really heavy. And after those three days, I feel so like that kind of overstimulated feeling like crap about myself, like just, and I just, I get like, I want to just check it more and more. And that's when I'm like, all right, I am pulling the plug and I'm deleting these apps. And, um, you know, it's, it's actually, it's really nice. The detox is really, really healthy. Um, you know, I've done detoxes anywhere from, you know, I'll just do it for the day. Um, and sometimes I, I do it for like a week a week and a half. Um, and I actually, you know, it's conflicting for me with TikTok because I know like my page kind of takes a hit when I don't post, Mm -hmm. but my whole page is about like your own sanity, right. And having cultivating a peace of mind. And so if I am not like posting and engaging with people from my own like peace of mind, what's the point, you know? So I definitely, I've, I've struggled with that. I've still, I'm still struggling with that right now. Like that's something I can't help but be like, well, I want my videos to do well, not out of a self-serving manner, but out of like, I want more people to hear these messages because I know from feedback that they help. Right. Mm -hmm. And so I want, it's hard. Like I want my shit to go viral and it's, but I can't like put in the like consistent effort to make that happen. And so then I get kind of hard on myself, but then I'm like, no, you're doing what you need to for your own mental health. And it's kind of just this back and forth tug. And so sometimes I get so overwhelmed with that tug. I just like, you know, drop it and like, don't go on TikTok for a week. And, um, that's kind of, yeah, that's kind of what I've been doing. I think everyone needs to detox, even if just for a day, even if just for hours, right? Like, I, people are like so consistently on it and I can tell because when I have Instagram downloaded, like I'll be in 
the kitchen making lunch and like I don't even think about it right it's autopilot it's like default I just go and look at it just cuz and then I end up being on it for 20 minutes in the kitchen when I should have made my lunch now I'm 20 minutes behind and it, that all you know it's just a spiral and so I've noticed like just taking it off my phone even for the day or like most of the day it, it, it makes a phenomenal difference and not only that but if you're used to living in default right in autopilot of just grabbing and checking you will be like disgusted with the amount of times that you pick up your phone and look at it for absolutely no reason yep and it brings that awareness when you can't when you go to click for that app and it's not there it like it turns something on within you that's like why did yeah why, like what am i doing <laughs> yeah why am i even looking at this right now like i'm you know I'm supposed to be going to Target. Like, what am I doing? So it, um, I definitely think deleting it, you know, it's helpful for a multiple of reasons, but if you haven't before, it'll be really efficient in showing you how like, how like addicted you are, you know, how plugged in and how much you're, it's like controlling your life because you're not even thinking about it. You're just grabbing and checking. And so when you can't check, it just, it really starts to open open that up for you and you can be like oh maybe this is a habit I want to switch up a little you know <laughs> yeah I love what you said about being on default mode that's exactly exactly right and I feel like it's starting to become a conversation but this is something I've been talking about for a while and like I've had the same tug because my content is about you know taking breaks from social media and like having healthier boundaries with it. Yeah. And like, I wrote a whole damn book about that, that I have to now market on social media. And like, I had such a hard time reconciling with that. I was like, how do I use these apps when I'm like writing about how we shouldn't be using these apps? So I also took a break for about a year when I was pregnant with my daughter. Like it was this like breaking point. And I was like, I need to get healthy and I need to be better for her. So I deleted everything for the year. And in that year is when I discovered like social media itself isn't my problem. It's my relationship with it. Just mm -hmm. like, because it's designed to be addictive. Like they have yeah. scientists sitting around a table who are much smarter than us yeah. figuring out how to make it act like cocaine. And that's why we're, you know, getting withdrawals when we delete it off our phone and yeah. everything like that. So it's not, it's, you know, there are people who are addicts and addict and alcoholics and like they can't, they have to create really strict boundaries, but for everyone else, like it's about having a healthy consumption habits with this addictive drug. So yeah. now I just feel like I use it with more intention and everything like that. But the withdrawal symptoms that you find when you go on a detox are so jarring and so upsetting the first time you realize like you, we have totally lost the ability as humans to just sit and do nothing and like my kids and like the younger kids have like it's this like weird like decline in evolution of like not being able to just like be <laughs> a person without stimulus it's crazy yeah. so I'm really hoping that this tide is turning and we're becoming more aware and that conversation keeps going but man yeah you're not the only one who feels that way. And I'm really yeah. glad that you're talking about it because more people need to, need to hear that story. Um, one of the things that I see you do a lot, I don't know if you're still doing this, but like on TikTok, you were doing tapping. Yeah. And I, 
So like you were talking about how there's all these different modalities, right? And they're so mm -hmm. helpful. And it gets me so frustrated because they are there and they are, they do work and they're so valuable, but it's like, if you don't know about them, it's hard for you to like figure it out for yourself and like self-educate like yeah. the, nor the regular everyday person who's stuck in default mode, who's just like, you know, consuming what's being fed to them. Like you have to go out and search for that stuff yeah, and it's hard. So I'm wondering like, it, like how you discovered that maybe. And if there's like any, any tips for like making this a little easier? Like how do we find all this stuff and start using it? Cause I'm curious and I want to try it all, but yeah, yeah I, the, the digging part and searching can be a little daunting. Yeah. Well, let me just say off the bat that my, that like link in my bio, the document that I attached, mm -hmm. like that is me. Like I did, I did a lot of digging and a lot nice. of searching and just gave the, like a bunch of information for nice. people to look at because that's what, that's what I like to do. Right. I feel like that's one of my purposes in life. Like if people don't like to search for things, they don't like to dig. I love it. And so I will search and I will dig and I will provide for them. And so that's um, a lot about like, you know, what my page is. And so, you know, anyone listening or you yourself, you know, you should um, go and look at that link with the free like healing document because there, I have so many different healing modalities listed. Um, and personally, you know, this is, it's a little hard for me to speak to of like what I would recommend for doing the searching and digging because I feel like it's almost, um, you know, it's not something everyone loves to do. And for me, it's been so easy for me to do that because that is like, it, I'm like passionate about that, right? About finding new things, applying them, learning about things. Like if I learn about one thing, I'm like, okay, that's cool. What else is there? Yeah. I will just like search, search, search. Like, you know, in my friend group, that's what I've always been known for. Like they literally call me the researcher. And so, you know, um, the fact that not all human beings are this way and that's not like interesting for a lot of human beings, I think your best, you know, almost like your best bet would be um, to find people who are like that, you know, kind of like me. And I'm obviously not the only person out there like that. And, you know, look at what people have provided who like, you know, stack all these resources together and like give them out, um, which obviously that in itself takes searching, right? So it's hard. I think we also just live in a day and age of extreme like instant gratification right. that like, right, we just want the answers given to us. Mm -hmm. And people just want, people just want the answer. They want it fed to them. They, they want to know, how do I fix myself? Give me the answer. Yeah. And that's, you know, that's why my document ended up being 12 pages long because I'm like, there's no simple answer here. Right. Mm -hmm. And what, you know, a modality that works for someone isn't going to work for someone else. Something that resonates with you isn't going to resonate with them. Like you have to explore on your own. Um, and I think, you know, personally, I came into like all these different methods a lot of them through TikTok, right? Like I didn't know about EFT tapping until TikTok. And then I started looking into EFT tapping and I started learning about stuff about that. And, um, you know, it's really, if you, you know, maybe to anyone listening, like try and hack your algorithm a little bit for like mm. healing and healing modalities, because you'll see 
right? Like sound therapy is one, shadow work is another, all these things like that. And, um, you know, you can, I, I personally, I love Google, like Google <laughs> and YouTube are, are my things. Um, yeah. not like those are the most reliable places of information, you know, but just to, just to get certain things or like you can learn so much about anxiety and nervous system regulation through, you know, therapists who have created YouTube channels right. and teach about it for free on their, um, you know, on their free time. And so things, you know, things like that, um, are, are what I would say, like I said, I do think instant gratification plays a big role in that, like people just wanting the answer of how they can get better. Mm -hmm. And that's trying to better yourself. Like that is a whole journey of like self-discovery and trial and error. And so, you know, if people don't want to deal with that process, like they'll just kind of stay in one spot and then wonder why they're like unhappy in that one spot, but they don't want to go through the process to, you know, find different tools that work for them. But, you know, and I'm not saying this at all to like shame people for the fact that that's the way, because this shit's hard. Like I a hundred percent get it. I agree. Like it's tiring, you know, and putting work into yourself when you also have to like be a fully functioning member of the society, <laughs> it's difficult, you know? And that's why, you know, so many people were, obviously there were a lot of negative effects of the pandemic and quarantine, but also a lot of people finally had the time to start looking inwards and like digging in with themselves because they weren't completely, you know, exhausted by, you know, the, the schedule that comes with like going to work day in and day out. So yeah, that's, that's very good advice. And that's such an important point. I never think about it like that, how that, that we're like so primed for instant gratification because yeah. that's like what we see. Like we're always seeing the glow up. We're always seeing like, here I am after doing all of my work and I'm so much better and my before and after and everything. So like everyone just wants to get there, like whether it's the diet journey or the mental health journey or whatever. And like we need more people like we need to normalize the length of time it takes and that it's like a, it's our life's work to work on ourselves like it's, literally it's our journey here that yeah. that's not really the story we're being told and the platforms don't really like let us tell that story I guess the way that they're set up right now but I mean TikTok for sure is giving us a bit more freedom to do it yeah. but yeah the like there is no magic pill there's no like guru who's gonna like Just, anoint you with some magic oil <laughs> and say like you're you're healed like it doesn't work like that like as soon as you're healed you get hurt again and you have yeah. to heal that wound and you find another yeah. one that was hiding back there <laughs> exactly you know i you know suffering one of like you know the main principles of buddhism like suffering is part of life mm -hmm. suffering is part of humanity it's it's the double suffering that you impose on yourself that can be worked on and can be like really, um, you know, kind of transcended. But that doesn't mean you're not going to continue to face painful, shitty situations that you're going to have to work on healing from, right? Even when you're 40, 60, whatever years old, like they're gonna, they're gonna keep happening. And, you know, I will say in, in the idea that there's like a there, you know, that's like that kind of destination mentality where you think that all your problems will be solved once you get to a certain point and you're neglecting the fact that you're going to have problems in every point of your life, right? You need the awareness and the tools to deal with the problems. You can't get rid of the problem. 
times. That's what the difference is. And, you know, I, when I was younger, I would like envision this like version of myself who, you know, was just, was just happy. Like, because I was so freaking miserable growing up and I didn't really show it well, you know, it was so much internal suffering. And, um, I was talking to someone about this the other day and they were like, do you think you'll ever be like that girl? You know, like what you saw in your head of just this kind of like blissful, happy person. Do you think you'll ever be them? And I had to really, I had to really think about this question, right? Because I don't, again, I, there's no like destination where I'm just them and things are better. But I realized that like, it's not that this version in my head was perfect it's that this version in my head was able to accept that she was imperfect, mm. right? And I was still happy and okay with life, with all of its fucked up shit, with all of the imperfections, with all of my flaws, I could still be okay. Not like I'll get to a point where, you know, I'm so good because everything's so good. Right. Because I think that's just like a really like blatant denial of reality and what we go through as humans. And that is one of my issues with this, like, you know, love and light spiritual community, which I understand, you know, I understand why people take on that mentality. And I think I did for a short period of time, but in the end, it's really harmful, right? Like we don't, we aren't beings of just pure love and light. We, you know, we have so, it's so much more complex than that. And we go through so many more painful experiences that to just say we should just be happy love and light namaste no issues is like I said it's completely like denying the reality of what humans go through and have to experience on this planet especially ones that are more disadvantaged by like socio-economic political issues right Mm -hmm. so it's like it's very it's very complex and it's not just like oh we should be happy like (laughs) yeah that's such a privileged thing for people to say and like the toxic yeah. positivity and all that. It's a very privileged, like up on a pedestal, up on a high horse kind of place to be. And yeah, yeah I, I'm really glad you made that point because like, that's not the goal. Like that should no. never be the goal. The goal. And I, and that's the whole thing. Like the goal of all this is to get really fucking messy. It's all the shit that you don't want to take a picture of and put up on on fucking Instagram. Like, you want to tear shit down and dig in, get dirty and messy and unpack shit. And, like, that's the goal so that you can then look around. Like, get it all out on the table and look at it all and be like, ah, okay, that's what this all is. Yeah. And there's, we need to see more of that. We need to, like, normalize mess. (laughs) We've been talking about that lately, like. I want to see more messes, like physical and the internal stuff. <laughs> like, I want to see messy houses. Like, I'm sick of this. I get the aesthetic appeal of, like, pretty perfect yeah. homes on the feeds. But I want to see people's, like, messy closets and, like, hear their messy stuff. And I, I see them, like, on TikTok. Like, they're showing their videos, like, crying. And, like, I'm like, yes, yeah. man. Like, that makes me feel so seen. It makes me feel yeah. like, oh, okay. Like, people have bad days, too. And. I'm so glad that that's coming up lately. Um, But yeah, I really like that advice you gave how like when you're, if you don't, if you aren't the researcher and I research and things like that, but it can get overwhelming for me because I can like just go in a million different directions and it's a little overstimulating. But if I, it's that awareness of like, okay, check in with yourself. Do you enjoy researching? Do you enjoy finding it? Is it causing you stress? If it is, maybe put your focus on finding and seeking out 
the person who can research for you. Like maybe yeah. like whatever, whether it's manifesting it or like just put your focus on like finding that mentor who is going to do the research for you, who you can learn from finding a teacher as opposed to finding the information. And I feel like maybe that's it. Yeah. Well, and also, you know, going back to that, like you could find, you know, if somebody were to comment on my page and be like, I really want to know like where I can kind of look at like healing modalities and things like that, but I don't know where to begin. I would, I would reply to them. Right. And like give them some tools. So, you know, I'm not, like I said, I'm not the only person in the world like this. If you find someone who's really into this realm of like holistic health and healing um, and you go to their page and you ask them or, you know, even DM them. I mean, you might, depending on how big they are, right. It, it depends. But if you go to like a recent post and you're like, Hey, you know, what, what is a step I could take? Or could you make a post about like steps you can take if you don't really know what the next one is, you know, if you don't know where to look for all of this. And I've had, you know, that's the thing. I've had so many people ask me that, that that's why I was like, all right, I'm just creating like a document with a shit ton of info because it's going to make, I can send all the people there. Right. Instead of try to individually answer each one. And I, you know, I'm haven't found anybody else who's done like a similar document like that, but I don't, you know, I don't spend all my time looking at other people's content on social media. So I'm sure there are plenty out there. I just haven't seen them. And I think reaching out to the creators, especially ones who have like, you know, a hundred K on TikTok, like, even though that, that is, you know, in perspective, that's a, a huge amount of people. But when you compare it to people who have like 46 million on TikTok, yeah. right? You're likely to get a response out of someone with 50 to a hundred K on TikTok, especially because they're trying to like, build a relationship with people in their comments, you know, in case they want to end up doing something with their TikTok and they kind of want, you know, a little, you know, loyal, I don't want to say like fan base, but you know what I mean? Right. Like it's a like community. a group of, yeah, a little community. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, that would be my advice. That's a really, and people don't think about this and I bring it up a lot and people kind of like, I don't know, because it's not how as much as social media is supposed to be social, it's been like, corrupted into this like gross thing that people don't really feel comfortable like using it as this like peer-to-peer resource Mm. and I feel like Facebook and Instagram are kind of maybe like out of we can't get them back I guess but like TikTok (laughs) I feel like has a space for that peer-to-peer like you haven't like people listening like you really don't realize like how willing every creator is to interact with the people that are consuming their content like yeah most most of them like creators want to interact with their the consumers of their content they want to make content for you so they want to talk to you and even aside from that if you go on tiktok and ask a question in the comments like someone's going to comment back whether it's the creator or not like that peer-to-peer community exists at least there now and until it gets taken away from us too, like we might as well take advantage of it because we can really, and I, even on Instagram, I'm starting to build relationships. But if you go into like the direct messages of, of content creators, or you talk in like a, a group or things like that, you can really build relationships on these apps yeah. that we forget can exist in this like world of social media, but they're there. 
Oh yeah, definitely. I can vouch that. You know, I've, I've literally made friends and like met people who I feel like, like they're going to be very important in my life um, through TikTok, you know, or through them, like, you know, going to my little Instagram attachment and like finding me and messaging me on Instagram. I have made so many little like um, short, small, but like powerful connections with people. And I know, I know that I'm not the only one. Right. And all these, a bunch of kind of spiritual healing TikTok creators, I've seen like them literally comment back to people and be like, message me, like just, right. just message me, you know? And you can, like you said, create really like powerful conversations, that peer to peer dynamic. I definitely agree with you that like TikTok has really opened that up um, mm -hmm. beyond what, you know, just like the typical, like you said, Instagram, Facebook, all of that. It has really, um, that's why, that's why when I really got shown TikTok, I was like, yeah, I'm getting this app. Like, it's yeah. just different, you know? And to be fair, they, I think, do a better job than any of the apps keeping you addicted with, mm -hmm. like, the way they've set it up, right? Yeah. But if you can be aware of that and learn how to, like, disconnect yourself from it, mm -hmm. it can be such a powerful tool for connecting, healing, learning, educating yourself. And, you know, then you can do some fun stuff with it on the side. But, like, me and my <laughs> friends... We all consider TikTok a really educational tool. Yeah. And, you know, obviously I don't want to say that and then, you know, people go on TikTok and take every video they see as, you know, right. some absolute truth that's educational for them. But it's really great at opening up doors that you can then further look into yourself. Um, that's what that's I would a good say. way to put that. And this is proof that like the answer is not delete all the apps and throw out your phone forever. Like yeah. as much as that's good like practice and like doing it in intervals, like there's so much value there. Like there's so much to be had and so many relationships that you could miss out on. So yeah, I, I agree with you hundred percent there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I'm so glad we had this conversation. You're definitely one of those relationships that I feel like I've been able to make on here. So I can't wait to stay connected with you. Um, what's coming up before I let you go? What's coming up next for you, whether like down the line or just even this evening, what you have going on, what's going on for you? Um, honestly, my life is kind of a mess right now. <laughs> um, I, I really don't know what I'm doing because I've wanted to monetize um, so that, you know, my goal has been that kind of, you know, freedom, work from your computer. I want to be able to move, travel around. Um, but I have one really intense imposter syndrome. Like why would anyone listen to you? You're just a 23 year old and your degree is related to absolutely nothing you're talking about, you know? And two, like people, I feel like I have, I'm trying really hard to, which I shouldn't because like, I am authentic, right? That's why people have told me over and over they connect with me so much over other creators is because I'm very genuine and authentic on that app. And I have this huge, huge fear that like if I start trying to make money, mm. I am taking away that and, you know, that in that, <laughs> my God, the <laughs> authenticity um, and like that genuineness, you know? And so I've been really struggling with how to do that and I created a patreon so that it's just like you know and I go really into depth in the videos on like you know different topics that will help people in different ways that kind of range of mental health spirituality all that 
And I can't, I literally cannot get myself to promote my Patreon on TikTok because I don't want people to think that I'm just trying to like make money off them. Because I'm, like I said, it's really like my TikTok is not self-serving. I'm doing it because I want to help people. But if I could also use that as an opportunity to make money and like help people and be like that kind of, you know, like remote freedom, that's a, that's a dream for me. Right. But I have way like too many I have way too many fears right now that I'm trying to like work through with it. And so actually I'm going into all this because right after this, I'm supposed to go on live on TikTok because I signed up with Hey Hero. I don't know if you know what that is. No, but I saw that in your link tree. Yeah. Yes. I just put it in yesterday. It's like a question marketplace platform. Okay. So and a lot of, there's a lot of spiritual content creators on there who do like readings on there, mm-hmm. like short mini readings. But like, I'm still practicing with cards. I don't feel comfortable enough to um, like really, really charge people for that. Mm-hmm. And so I'm just offering like, you know, intuitive guidance. Like people ask me all the time, all the, all these questions, right? About self-love and acceptance to healing blocks, to issues with their spiritual journey. And they all say that like the answers I give them are really helpful. And so I'm like, okay, intuitive guidance. But that little voice in my head is like, why would people, why would people pay you just for your advice? You know, and I'm really struggling with it, but I kind of, I'm, I like, made myself sign up with the Hey Hero to challenge these fears. And I'm like heart palpitations about going on live and like telling people like, go check out my Hey Hero, you know, because that voice in my head is just like, people aren't going to want to pay you. And you're going to seem schemy if you're trying to guide people to like, you know, give you money. But from an outside perspective, I realized like none of that really looks like what it does inside my head. You know, like I realized from an outside perspective, it's just a service that I'm charging for and very like affordable prices, you know, but I've never done anything like this. And so it's really, really hard for me. I mean, I think you are feeling exactly what you're supposed to be feeling when you're starting something (laughs) new, like, you know, like that's super normal. And all you can do is just like keep forcing yourself to move forward. And like the more scary next steps you keep taking, the more comfortable you're going to feel. And there's like so many people who are charging way more and offering (laughs) way less quality and being way shittier people. And like, and yeah, I think that the, just the more comfortable you get with it and the more people, the more like, I guess, like validation and affirmations you get from people like, Oh, this helped me keep doing it. I want you to do it again then your inner voice maybe gets a little bit more confident. You're like, yeah. Uh, and, and I know I just as any creator and if anybody offering anything, that's like our, that's the creator's struggle. Like how do we, especially like people who are doing this type of work and like want to yeah. be authentic, want to help. Like that's all my writing ever is. And that's why like, I haven't really gotten as big as other writers and creators. Cause like yeah. I'm always stuck in this spiral of, I just want to share the things that are inside of my head. Like I don't want to like promote it or whatever, but yeah, that's, it's been like 10 years of me figuring out how to get it in front of the people who need it. And it, yeah, it's just like a mindset shift I've had recently where I'm like, there's people out there who like want this and need it and they like enjoy it when they find it. So I just have focused on like every promotion action that I take 
is yeah. with that goal in mind. Like this is going to help get those people to see this because otherwise I can't, I can't figure out how to get it in front of them. I yeah. can't go knocking on doors. So <laughs> yeah, when I had a, uh, an intuitive medium on the podcast like a few episodes ago and she did a reading for me at the end so people can like hear what it was like and she I was asking her about like how do I my book is coming out like what should I do about it and because I'm self-publishing and she was like I see you like taking a real grassroots approach and like knocking on people's doors and I was like shit I can't knock on that many doors (laughs) but yeah that's kind of what I've been having to do yeah well I appreciate you giving your perspective and like experience with all that because you know in my world I'm kind of one man standing alone I don't have any friends who are in this realm also doing the same thing so it's really nice to hear someone else's perspective and yeah that mindset mindset shift is definitely helpful like yeah I think you're gonna have fun on your live today and on your (laughs) and with your readings like just always have fun with it like take it less seriously especially like the perfectionist it doesn't go away So I always have to remind myself, like, no one, no one cares as much as you do. Like, just calm down. Yeah, that's a good little statement to say to myself. (laughs) Because it's true, you know, no one does. And just, like, practice more. If you can do, like, I was doing, like, Instagram, because I do tarot readings also. I don't charge for them, but I used to at some point. And I would just, like, go on IG Live or, like, record myself doing a, a reading or whatever just for fun, just for practice. And, like, you just get better at it. And then people resonate with it obviously people resonate with you they love you I can see it all over your TikTok (laughs) thank you I appreciate that man I had so much fun talking I had so much fun getting to know you yeah me too great and I'll be linking like all of your stuff in the show notes so people will be able to connect with you after this I know they're gonna want to and yeah we'll just stay connected after this so you won't you won't this won't be the last you hear from me (laughs) Okay, sounds good. And um, thanks everyone for listening. Yeah, I'll go check out. You're going on TikTok Live now. Yeah. <laughs> I'll go try and jump in. So I can... Okay, give me, yeah, give me like 20 minutes. All righty. Well, I'll see you later then. Have a good okay. one. Thanks, you too. Bye. Bye. All right, perfect people. I hope you enjoyed listening to this conversation as much as I enjoyed having it. If you want to continue the conversation, you can find us on Instagram at Perfect Podcast. That's P-E-R-F-C-K-E-D podcast. And if you're into the show as much as I am and know other people who should be doing this thing with us, Pixar didn't happen. Make sure to screenshot this episode inside your podcast app and share it on Instagram, making sure to tag us. And if you want to take it a step further and make this relationship Facebook official, you can join our private Perfect People Facebook group where we hang out with strangers on the internet. You down? Cool. Hit subscribe, leave a review, tell your friends, and tune in next week for another conversation with a real person talking about real life in real time. Same time next week? Cool. See you then. Later.